Welcome to the packing place. Here, let me chop up that poison for you. No, no. You keep the tip. All we need is a little like and share. That'll do just fine. There you go. Have a good day. This time around, we met with Peter Rowan, one of the great people put together the Quality Block Party. We talk a bit about the festival's inception, their goals, and of course, keeping St. John ugly. And as always, there'll be some great music from a few of the festival's acts. So sit back, sip your poison, and enjoy the ride. I'm Canlan Capson, and this is the Pagan Place Podcast. So the first question I always ask is, what do you love about music? Oh, wow. Holy smokes. Uh, I find, someone was asking me what I listen to a lot of, and I, I realized that what I, I, I love it when, my, when the people I know and care about are creating stuff. So the stuff that gets me the most excited is, is, is the, the things that, that uh, when I get to be sort of a part of a process, uh, whether it's just as a whether as a, as a manager of a band or a facilitator of a festival or just as a fan, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love the communal experience of music. And is that sort of the thing that the, maybe the impetus that caused the origin of the Quality Block Party, or was there something else? Maybe there was a very specific. This was in response to the East Coast Mu- Music Awards that that, that were happening here, that, yeah. and uh, they and the East Coast Music Awards is a is a specific type of an organization. It's an industry association, and it doesn't necessarily represent all of the diversity of the music that that goes on in the community. And they traditionally, anyways, we just threw a festival up in the middle of their festival, and it was uh, we worked with them or worked in conjunction. Uh, basically, it was like, well, we're going to do this festival, so you can either we can either do this together and help each other out, or we'll just blow up in the middle of your festival. And so I've known the people involved in it for quite some time, so we were able to work together. And so that was the, uh, that was the start. The idea started as basically a five-band bill at Taco Pica, and it ended up being five days, and I don't know what the first one was, like 80 bands or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah. Non-stop. It was certainly, I, looking back on it now, I really don't know quite how we did it. Uh, was, yeah, I mean, lots of local support, but it was pretty, pretty exhausting sort of affair. Yeah. This is our sixth one in 28 months that we're doing right now. That's wild. I remember the first one, so I remember that was during the ECMAs, and I actually thought it was sort of a uh, flipping the bird to them for glancing over sure. all the... Because a lot of the showcases, there were very few local bands I noticed that yeah. were... So I didn't even go to the ECMAs, I did go to Quality Block Party. And so it's good that you actually worked a little bit together as opposed to completely yeah. in opposition. Yeah, I mean it was it was definitively a little bit of a bird to them, but they're kind of used to it. I have been <laughs> yeah, I've been given I, I literally I've been giving them the bird for 25 years and that's <laughs> what they expect from me. I used to manage Sloan and I can remember a long time ago 
leaning across the desk of someone at the ECMAs, yelling at them, saying, if you don't program Sloan, you are the biggest bunch of idiots on the face of the earth. Literally, quote unquote, a much louder volume. And that's been the nature of, that's been the nature of my relationship with them for like 25 years now. <laughs> it's a good, well, they need that. They, they do. They, they absolutely do. And they're not completely unaware of, of where they're, where, you know, where they're lacking. But they are very specifically an industry association. They're not an art association. So it's our job to promote the art uh, that may sometime, that may and someday potentially be a little bit of an industry. Um, mm. They're not exclusive. Right. But, but what they do is something quite different from what we do. Absolutely. For sure. I'm talking to friends in the parking lot outside of your house. And I saw you as a moonlight caught your face as it shone into the year uh, and then you 
Was it the second year that you'd had the, the two shows in the year? And No, now? we started, I mean, the, when we did the first one, the intent was is that we would launch an annual event in August, that we were going to do a single event every year. But we would use the September one. We would use all of the money that the ECMA were spending to promote our festival and to launch it in August. That was the intent. Uh, the response was so crazy to the April one. I mean, it was really, it was a real sense of, dare I say, desperation at the end of the winter. <laughs> and everyone was so grateful for a party and something to celebrate. So we kind of realized it's like, oh, well, here's a bit of a, you know, here's a bit of a soft spot. And, uh, and Flourish do their event in, in, in Fredericton as well. So we were able to sort of work, you know, we've done some stuff with them. So it just ended up being, you know, at this point we're doing two a year. I suspect next April will be smaller in bands and larger in educational capacity, uh, do more conference. Because so we, we did a conference last April as well, trying to build some capacity here and educational side of it, mm. from the music industry to the social awareness. And, yeah. I like the uh, the conference side, especially like we were talking about earlier. How you know my podcast started as sort of a tool to get people out and do things and maybe play some music they don't normally. And you said it was a similar thing. So the conference is a great great aspect to that. Yeah. So you can kind of balance some, maybe get out of the house. Here's some tools right. you can put in your repertoire. And exactly, then, exactly, and, and and make it not seem so scary and foreign. Mm. And it's and it is like for me. I mean, I work professionally as an artist manager, and so I have a, I have a unique perspective about all of this stuff. It's like I appreciate some stuff just for the art and the music of it, but I'm nonetheless I do this for a living, and it's sometimes incredibly frustrating because you'll see something that is like really spectacular, and but they don't have the wherewithal to like and and not much of an ability to, to or desire even sometimes. So it's, as you said, you know, we've got to give all these people the tools for the toolbox and figure out, you know, you, it's important as a songwriter that you actually know what SOCAN is and what the different, you know, like what its job is, because it actually works for you. So, um, yeah, so, so that's a big, that's certainly important. Yeah. Because uh, it's just, a, I mean, if, if, honestly, if it's just a bunch of bands at a bunch of bars, really anybody can do that like it has to be more than that or it's just like i don't know it's just not <laughs> not not that special right still be nutty but yes yeah. you'd still be just as stressed out <laughs> well i might not be doing it like, oh, well, like, like, like on, honestly if it was just a bunch of shows to to accommodate people going out and getting hammered i don't really care like that's not that's not what it, yeah yeah exactly give them an edge that they might not have found on and and it and it is really gratifying, like we were saying earlier, is that when you, you know, young bands see this as an aspirational thing. I mean, it's not to pretend that we're anything more than we are. But if you're a band starting out, and if you can think, wow, if we kind of keep at it, maybe we can play Quality Block Party. In Quality Block Party, we've worked with, you know, like we're doing a showcase at um, we're doing a showcase at uh, Pop Montreal this year. So a bunch of the bands that have played the Quality Block, oh, cool. and we're also going to be doing. Uh, um, we're going to be doing a show in, during the middle of the Halifax pop explosion as well. Oh, wow. They don't know that yet. <laughs> we'll keep that on the wraps. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't know it yet. But they, there's they, a bird coming their way, too. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there is definitely a bird coming their way. And again, they're nice, you know, like they're good people. And I mean, but that, that event's really changed dramatically since I started it 25 years ago. You've kind of gone through some changes, like you said, from the initial. So you've added some uh, workshops, added yeah. some conferences. Uh, what other changes have happened over the years? Well, I mean, we have an incredible 
group of people in, involved in sort of like we built. I mean, when it started out, it was essentially Cole, uh, Cole Savoie, uh, Abigail Smith, Corey Bonnevie, and myself basically sitting in a kitchen, kind of maybe drinking <laughs> with a little bit of an idea. And they went, we should do this, right? Uh, and it's, uh, it's expanded from there. And then like two years ago, we set up ourselves up as a nonprofit. And so we have, uh, you know, like an incredibly great group of people, which I got to give the shout outs to Adam Kirsted, uh, Melissa Whitney, uh, Barb Crawford, Julia Rogers, and Abigail Cole and Corey and myself, uh, and a host of others who have just really, you know, this is a nonprofit. Nobody's getting paid for this, right? Yeah. Like our, 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 uh, our remuneration is emotional and it's a very, you know, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Um, but it's like, and it's a great team of people. So, uh, part of this is like we're getting a better process in terms of presenting, uh, like, you know, like maybe last year or two years ago, this wouldn't have happened. Like we wouldn't be doing an interview because I'd be just running around like crazy. And relatively <laughs> speaking, there, we have tasks and everybody's sort of doing their thing. Shows are ready, shows are advanced. And, and, uh, and we're also set up in such a way, sort of when we started it, it was sort of like the shows were kind of a little bit more tied to each individual show. Uh, and what we did, what we've done now is we've sort of set it up in a more traditional sort of a festival way. And it's sort of like we know everybody's going to get paid and it's not dependent on the show. It's dependent on the, the, it's just like the festival pays. So that's taken, it's interesting. Um, we'll ju I mean, it just means that if basically if nobody came to any of our shows, we have enough money to pay everybody. And so that we, we're not going to, like, we're not set up, we're not set up to fail. And it happens sometimes, you know, like you get really excited. And my inclination, because this is crazy things that I do, is to do more, more, bigger. <laughs> and everybody at the everybody else involved has been very good at sort of making sure that we stay within our capacity. Right. And uh, this was a conscious, like I know, as as crazy as it is, this is uh, fewer than sixty bands, and that's actually more or less what we hit. Like we had like forty in in April, and everybody was like, okay, fifty-five tops. So came in slightly over that, but but still, but again, trying to make sure that we don't over we don't overextend ourselves. I mean, right. Again, we're not getting paid, so if, if we're not having any fun whatsoever, and the one last August was the thing of beauty to look at, oh, it was no fun in the back. Like it was like it was really a very we way overcommitted ourselves. Uh, well, we last August was it like, seemed like there was something going on yeah. everywhere. Like Every 90 night, bands like, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was insane. Was and one of the things we realized that this was sort of like, you know, taking the commentary from the people who come out to the events is that I, I have a tendency, I look at these things as a bit like an all-you-can-eat buffet. And because it's an all-you-can-eat buffet doesn't mean you have to eat everything. <laughs> I'm apparently alone in this. And everybody likes to be able to eat everything at the all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> so we've programmed it in such a way that should you be completely insane, you could actually see everybody. Like you may have to take a cab over to Pub Down Under, but but you know like like back and forth. But generally speaking, there's not a lot of overlap on the shows. So like the show right. at Takapika is going to end, and if you've got a night pass, you're going to go down to Cali's to see what what's going on there. Or if it's Saturday, you're going to go to the St. John Tool Library and shut her down at 3 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did. Uh, April's and we tried it. We did that all you could eat, <laughs> like yeah, trying to try yeah. to take in as much well, as we possibly could. And and I realize that some people really like that. They like to be able to go and see. They don't like they don't like to feel they're missing something. 
and yeah. and I can so so like to me that that's sort of like I don't eat every but that's just me and uh, <laughs> and this is part of the beauty of working with a great team you know it's like everybody sort of gets together and we talk about uh, we, really we talk about everything collectively from the programming to the you know like our things like the show buddies which is a really important this this sense of safe space uh, mm. and and how critical it is that that people feel. Uh, well, people feel that that their interests are looked after. That the the most important thing at these shows is not how much beer is sold. It's not how many people come through the door. It's that everybody has an incredibly positive experience, whether you're the band or whether you're the audience member. So we're trying to make sure, you know, we try to keep, you know, make sure. Like I said, everybody gets paid. We got a little bit of food, and you know, we sort of try to make sure that the band experience is really good. Right. And that they're set up with a great, you know, like a good stage and a competent sound person, and 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 then and then to make sure that the audience enjoys the experience. the evolution to get everybody on board like all your volunteers all your staff how did you go about going from like you said yourself Corey Abbey sitting in around a table right. having a couple drinks to getting everybody on board tracking down the bands getting the bands getting volunteers like that's that's a huge yeah that, I mean uh, again like we, we were lucky uh, Claire Titus helped us out the first year doing volunteers and 
and you just sort of discover the people who are, 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 are sharing the same passion. And Julia Rogers, who Julia Rogers, who works at the at 107. I mean, she has a phenomenal capacity and desire, enjoys doing that stuff. Like it's like. Here's the four-color chart that demonstrates all of the volunteer needs that we will, and and again, also very very important that the volunteers have a very positive experience. That right. you know, I have been at events where volunteers are basically treated like mules, and we try very hard to make sure that that's not the case. You know that that again, you just want everybody to have a good time, and you want, yeah. want everybody to, to leave this with a positive experience, whether it's the volunteers or the bands or, or the audience. And so, for I mean, it was one of the things that I discovered about this event for me, my, my, as, as I'm watching it grow, is, and I sort of alluded to this earlier when I said, you know, our marketing is kind of like, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not a traditional marketing model. Uh, but we realize, it, I mean, it's like we are what we are, and we're a reflection of our community, and our community really embraced this event, and they look forward to it. And, and, and they want to help us. They want to, they want to volunteer. So we literally get the best of the best, all wanting to be part of it. And that's all you can ask for. It's like we want everyone to be part of this. We want everyone to feel welcome. We want, you know, we try to make it be as inclusive as possible and, and as open and loving and, you know, sharing. Like that's what this all is about. Cause this is a, this is a weird, unique little city. Definitely and uh, we have an opportunity here to, to really sort of like, uh, make some, you know, really positive impact uh, on, you know, more than just the bands and more than just the music, but the community as a whole and, and, and how this area gets developed. Uh, if we're not proactive, if we're not out doing this, then this beautiful space, we'll, we'll, we're going to lose it to a bunch of high-end apartments. Uh, not that we don't need population density down here, but it has to be balanced. Yeah. And we yeah, have to make sure that we're consistently showing the diversity and the value of these spaces. You know, it's more than just, uh, it's, you know, like you have to do, you, you have to persuade people and show them kind of like the new math. I understand tax base. I understand what those people pay and how that's important to the, you know, like the tax revenue for the city. But at the other hand, we're also, you know, it's also, they're also using this particular vibrancy as a selling point. So you can't use it to sell at the same time right. as, you, as you're stomping you know, it out. Quash it out. Yeah. Quash it out. And they're not consciously stomping it out. They're just trying to, I mean, I think the city's been, you know, poor for a long time. So they're, they're, everyone's like, oh my God, someone's giving us money, right? You know, so, so we're just sort of trying to come to, you know, work with them and work with those entities. I feel that, you know, sort of what we did at, at Taco Pico was a pretty good example in terms of like, of like, you know, we're not about being jerks. We're not trying to be obnoxious, but but there needed to be a dialogue about the usage of sound Absolutely, in that in that yeah. place, and and it was important that one person who moved who chose to move into that location, um, you know, it was important that they that they 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 not outweigh a, a decade of punk rock. Right. We had an obligation to make sure that our space was 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 you know was protected and, and also but also fair to the people who were outside of it right you know like the curtains made a difference yeah and when we managed you know we managed the shows closed the doors you know it's just sort of like it's ama again the, the what you can accomplish by talking yeah that's right? true instead of yelling at each other through the <laughs> internet yeah <laughs> which is fun <laughs> it has its moments it has its charms <laughs> yeah I remember a few times uh, somebody coming out from across the street when the police were there and just yelling her head off. Yeah, she was particularly. I mean, she. I mean, she was in the wrong place, and and uh, 
and again reflecting back, I mean, she'd kind of uh, perhaps hadn't been given all of the information as to the area that she was moving into. Uh, yeah, I have uh, a hunch that's the case with that happens a lot. A number, of, yeah, yeah, a lot. Of, and, and you know, and and nobody who's renting or selling a place is wants to think. Oh, by the way, this place is going to turn into a you know party, and it's not. And it actually, it's not really a party zone. It's like, I mean, there's mar- you know nothing. I mean, the number of times a year that music goes past one, you know, like generally speaking, it's yeah. not that late. It's no, like it's, it's, it's this normal usage of a, of a you know, I, I, I certainly understand if at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday night there's a death metal band playing underneath you. But if there's a death metal band playing on a Wednesday night, they're going to be done at 11, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, true. Like, that's just the way, I mean, that's just in fairness to, to everybody. Right.
it seems it was sort of grown as a response to, well, uh, a niche need yeah. for it, facilitated by the incoming of the ECMAs, but also the, yeah. the changing of the neighborhoods, which I talk about ad nauseum with my friends, and, <laughs> and they always ask me, well, why do you think this? And then I get on a tirade about needing tax dollars, but those people not realizing that they're actually killing what they're yeah. kind yeah. of moving in <laughs> for. So as it's moved in, have you seen positive effects community-wise? I mean, I know I have, but I'm curious if you've Yeah, I mean, up I, I think so. I mean, I think that there's a, there's a sense of pride about being in and from St. John that may perhaps not have been here for quite some time, certainly within the arts and the music yeah, community. I agree, yeah. And, you know, when you get people calling... You know, like, I mean, it used to be that nobody ever played St. John, right? Bands, like, bands that were touring, it was like, this was, this was a, 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 a secondary, secondary market. It, it was either Ferrington, Halifax, or Moncton, Halifax. Right. And now we have people seeking us out who want to come and play St. John because they've heard, hey, this is this rad city. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, you're right, it is. And there's like, you know, if I, I, I can't pull a number, really, but I mean, uh, there's probably... If somebody wants to come and play a show, there's probably 50 active local bands that are actively doing music and who, if you can get a hold of them, will open a show for you, right? You know, so uh, I know that in Fredericton, it's harder to, like, there's not as many bands playing. Uh, we just have, like, for our per capita, the number of bands is crazy. And I do know that, that I mean, this was here beforehand, and that's part just sort of like the a group of people here who have been consistently doing music and promoting themselves locally and mm. doing like Corey from Little You Little Me, you know, as a band who are quite active, but from here and still living here and are going to stay living here. So it's, it's, it's interesting watching that sort of like that sense of pride. Um, and I know part of like my impetus for doing this was that, I mean, I did this, I started the Halifax Pop Explosion and I started Pop Montreal. Oh, wow. That's like two festivals that I've started prior to this one. So I clearly have a festival problem. And, uh, and uh, you know, part of those was to build a brand, right? And, and particularly in Halifax, because we were isolated. And uh, it's, it, it, the quality block party is intended to be a brand that uh, all of the people who participated in can, can be a part of and use as a... Because it's easier when you're going to, like, when you're competing... It's like when you can be associated with a brand like like Sloan and all those guys in the East Coast. We, we built this brand. We built this East Coast Halifax, you know, the new, new the new Seattle, right? And it was a brand, and the Halifax Pop Explosion was something that we could like really latch onto. And I actually had people in the industry who some of the funding bodies and we were talking about this and they clearly it's like this is what you need to do what you're doing is what you need to do we need to start this entity that allows things that happen in a place like St. John or Moncton or Fredericton which are very small markets to be part of something bigger so that there, there's a conversation of more than just this one band oh this is band X from some small place it's like oh this is band X who are from this scene where there's band A through Z you know so if anyone, I mean, it might be too late now for this festival, but going forward, if anyone wants to get involved with you, help you out, volunteer, sure. how, would, how would they go about becoming part of what you're doing? Well, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a funny thing because we don't really have, a, musically, we don't have a application process. Um, it's a curated event. Uh, we sit around, we discuss stuff. That said, we're also really open to, like, taking emails and going, oh, that's interesting, right? Like, so, but we don't have a, we don't have a, we don't have an application wow. process. 
uh, all of us who are involved in it are really pretty visible and out at shows and doing stuff all the time. And uh, in some ways, like if you want to get noticed, just come out to a few shows. And if you're consistently at a couple of shows or True. playing a couple of shows, we're going to notice. We're going to notice that stuff, right? Yeah. And then so so that's you know trying to be pretty responsive to the to the you know just the community sort of stuff. That being said, Julia Rogers at the radio station is our amazing volunteer person and has been like a like a, as I said, if you could see the charts, they're beautiful. <laughs> uh, but it's, again, everybody just knows where they're going and what they're supposed to do. So that's the best. I mean, we're not hard to find. We do respond to Facebook and messages, and uh, and we do program and we do program stuff that's just sort of like uh, you know emails out of the blue. And again, it's a collective thing. For me, I mean, I've been doing this for like music and managing bands, so I have I have a bigger uh, infrastructure of contacts. Right. So that's 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 our jumping off point. I'm the one who's traveling, going to Toronto, LA, and seeing bands and stuff. I mean, a couple of the bands that are playing this weekend are Canadian bands that I saw in LA, uh, in Nisa and um, and Little, Little Coyote. Oh wow! So it's sort of like, oh wow, you're amazing. Why don't you come? Why don't you come visit? <laughs> come visit us in St. John, right? So, and yeah, so that that, that worked out pretty well.
Do you uh, have an idea of where you want things to go, or do you want them to stay consistent, or are you just going to play it sort of season by season and just see? I think it really is a season by season thing. I mean, ultimately, if we can keep it going, uh, you know, if, if we can keep it, uh, it needs to be more sustainable. We need to to build it so that we can actually hire someone to do some of the stuff that we're all doing right now. We're on the board. We can't get paid. Uh, but we need to go out there and take this this entity that we have and use it to 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 create you know try try to figure out how we can make it be uh, more sustainable. Right. Um, that's that that's really our main goal. Like is to try to try to make it so that this is something that um, you know whether I'm booking it or you know all of us can be five years down the road, none of us involved in it, but theoretically uh, some sort of legacy group coming through and new people coming in and, uh, and you know, a good robust board of directors. And so, yeah, so just try to build it, you know, build it so that it's, that, that it's, that it's a, a real thing, you know, that people can, right. can, you know, can count on for the next four or five years. Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to maybe throw out there or mention about it? Or I've been doing this kind of stuff for close to 30 years. And, uh, and it's, uh, um, I, I know that the, the experiences that I have at this event are, are, are unlike, uh, they're really amazing communal, like it's a really great community feeling and I've seen some amazing stuff. Uh, last, uh, you know, you're exhausted, I haven't slept, I've eaten like crap, I'm, I'm, I'm eating like a seagull out of of McDonald's. <laughs> and uh, uh, Josh Bravner played uh, here at the Rogue last uh, in, in April, and he was just playing solo. And he came down, I, I forget what the song was, but uh, Juniper, uh, J- J- Jennifer was there. And they did this, this, this spontaneous harmony, and like, he, he was like, you know the song? And she's like, I know the song. And they, he just walked down, and they did this harmony. And I started crying. It was the most beautiful thing. It was the most it was so profound. It was so profound of like really talented people using what we have as this amazing platform for, you know, professionalism and love. And anyways, it was, just, it, was it was great. It was great. <laughs> so we can find you on Facebook. Also. Facebook. Uh, and they're actually the quality blog is actually updated. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So someone messaged me a couple of days ago. It was like, Hey, uh, your website is showing the April event. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh, but again, that's sort of what I'm alluding to. Like, in some ways, it's like, it's like, how can you do that? It's like, well, we can do it because actually, it's really, it's word of mouth. It's just like all our friends yeah, are talking yeah, about it. Really it. That's all we really need to do. And uh, hopefully, you know, as it gets closer, it's neat because we get a sense of there are people legitimately excited about this like you can see people oh, yeah. oh, so excited I was like oh great <laughs> well, I have a 14 year old and every April August he's because he can do all the all ages I, stuff yeah, yeah. which is amazing because there's no other festival I've gone to that right. has that I think that and I, actually that's a, I mean that's a very important part of what we're trying to do is the all ages and the free capacity the free part of it I don't want anybody not to come to a show because they don't have the money right and uh, and, and this is just I mean really it's like seems so patently obvious it's like how do we ensure that there's a vibrant scene here in five years well we have to give the kids a platform we have to give the young bands Absolutely. a place to go yeah. and succeed and fail and figure out if this is what they want to do um when we did the last all ages uh shit show extravaganza we had uh, Paige young and uh zara mcdonald play and they that was both of them. My son was the one that actually played bass for Zara on nice. one of his songs. Yeah. Nice. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, like, you know, like that's yeah. really important. Oh, absolutely. Really yeah. super important. And, you know, and it was also, it was hilarious. We, and we gave them each like $30 and they, they were like, 
we're getting paid? <laughs> and, and I was like, well, don't get used to it, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, the all the all ages aspect of it is really critical. It's like it's absolutely. It's, it's like yeah. if we don't, we have to we have to create the feeder system, or you know, all the then this this little this thing that we have happening right now will they ebb and flow scenes come ebb and flow and we yeah. need to make sure that there's there's people who are you know energized and enthused to follow up when people get too old and give up <laughs> absolutely <laughs> unlike me <laughs> till the day you die yeah exactly exactly <laughs> well uh great thank you so yeah, thanks no, for the coverage thank, and, oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and are, you, are you coming out to coming oh yeah shows? yeah we got weekend passes oh, so we'll be out <laughs> okay. for everything we can okay good good for uh, those ones that can yeah absolutely this is something i think is really important festivals like this aren't ubiquitous enough i don't think yeah or, you know so i, I think it's we're an unusual event. You know, keep St. John ugly, right? <laughs> yeah. And I will say, I have to give mad, I have to give props. It, this took a while to happen, but uh, Discover St. John have been very supportive of us right from the get-go, uh, and lots of the city infrastructure, not necessarily understanding what the hell was going on, have been <laughs> have, have been super supportive of us, uh, and um, and we had to have some discussions. Like they 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 you know they invested a fair amount of money on the St. Awesome tag, right? And it's not something that resonates with most of the, this scene, right? And, and it was really gratifying when the when Victoria Clark from from Discover St. John was sitting down talking, and she was like, "I get it," like she got it, like like and and when they do, like they help us out with promotion and they share a post and they shared our festival post, like the poster, and they tagged it Saint Awesome, but they also tagged it Keep Saint John. That's awesome. awesome. And like for us, that was really because it's not we're not. We're not making fun of this place. Like, this is part of going back to making sure that this place stays true to what it is and that we don't lose sight of our kind of dirty history. Right. And, and that we honor it and we embrace it and we work with it and we don't try to put a condo off of it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Right on. Thank you. Thanks for giving me some of your time. Hey, my pleasure. This totally. is awesome. We'll see you at the Ruck Shows. You definitely will. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks a lot.
Hello, this is British comedian turned New Brunswicker James Mullinger and you are listening to the Pagan Place podcast. Keep listening because it's bloody awesome.